The secretary came back. Mr. Dennison has left to keep a lunch appointment, I'm afraid. If you'd prefer not to wait. Of course I'll wait, Heather said. I'm certainly not going away, she thought. She'd never have the nerve to come up here again. But a few minutes later, the miracle happened. The secretary picked up her coffee cup and went down the hall. Heather was on her feet the instant the woman was out of sight. Her fingertips trembled as she reached for the keypad. I'll just sit down inside and wait for him, she was thinking. And the secretary will think I gave up? Obviously, he went out some private way. He'll no doubt come back that way, too. And I'll be there. He'll have to listen to me for a minute, at least. And then I can get out of here. Her fingertips flicked over the numbers, hoping she was right. And she held her breath for one interminable instant until the lock clicked. She slid through the door almost before it was completely open and tugged on it, trying to hurry its closing, for seconds that seemed like eons. Then she saw the matching keypad inside and punched at it. Nothing happened. A voice spoke from behind her. Beating on it isn't going to help, you know. The voice was calm, baritone, beautiful, ever so slightly husky, and Heather wheeled around in something close to panic as a man rose from behind the desk. The sunlight streaming through the windows ten paces behind him made him nothing more than a silhouette. His hand moved slightly at the corner of the desk. What are you doing? Heather knew she sounded breathless and scared. Calling up the security thugs to haul me out? Oh, no. I'm sure I can handle you all by myself. The door slid shut behind her with no more than a whisper of a sound. Do come in, Miss DeMarco, he said softly. You wanted to see me badly enough to come bursting in here? Well, you have my full attention. Now, what would you like to do with these precious private moments you've stolen for us? She was groping behind her back for a doorknob that she knew did not exist as he started slowly towards her, tall and lean and threatening. Your secretary told me you'd gone out for lunch, Heather said. It hurt to breathe. The oxygen stung her lungs as if it were ammonia fumes. And she told me that you said Joe Hanford sent you over. The silhouette said calmly, I happen to think the whopper you told is bigger than the whopper I told Ms. DeMarco. She ought to have known she'd get caught. She straightened her spine and put her chin up and looked at him as directly as she could, with the light dazzling her eyes. But she was certain that he knew as well as she did that her stance was nothing but bravado and would collapse at any moment. It was very foolish of you to tell that sort of lie, you know. He went on dispassionately. It's far too easy to check out. Cold Dennison crossed from the sun-drenched half of the office into the shadow, and for the first time she could see him clearly. It was not a comforting first glimpse. He was smiling, but it was a tiger's smile, she thought, as he surveyed his prey. 
DeMarco, you're an idiot, she told herself. Of course he's acting like a maniac, but he's got reason. You did get caught in the act of burgling his office, and the sooner you explain to him why you're really here. But her tongue was still three times its normal size. All right, she told herself. Give him a calm, friendly, reassuring smile instead. That's what you need to do. She took a firm grip on what little poise she still had and forced herself to really look at him, at the way his almost black hair curled just a little at the ends, as if he'd been too busy to get it cut, at his eyes, large and dark brown and liquid, and surrounded by a thicket of black lashes, at the strong wrists and powerful forearms,